Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintagey colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. A Snyder vaccination revelation. Fencing with your neighbors. And what is a trident? All this and more on today's How Did This Get Made mini episode. Hit the theme. Now is time to it's time to hear Paul give your advice, so just listen, just listen, just listen, just listen, just listen. Paul's picking Hellblind new movie next week, next week, next week, next week. Paul's got shit to say, so let's hear him spin the spin the Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to a How Did This Get Made mini-episode. Man, oh man, I am excited to be here. I'm coming to you live from my closet, like I have been doing for the last year. So much time spent next to my winter jackets. I literally thought the other day, when will it be winter? Then I realized, winter passed. We're into spring now. 
I didn't even know the season had changed because I am just wearing track pants, nice sweatpants. I'm going to tell you this. I'm wearing these Mack Weldon sweatpants. They're not a sponsor of the show. They've never sponsored their show. But they make these sweatpants, these comfortable pants. They're kind of stylish, and they fit, and they feel so good. I got four pairs of these motherfuckers. I wear them all the time. And when I'm not wearing that, I'm wearing gym shorts. I am dressing. I don't know how to dress anymore. I don't know what time of year it is. I am now starting to go out into the world. I have to. I'm working. And uh, and I'm realizing I have lost all conception of anything. How do I interact off a microphone with somebody that doesn't live in my house? Uh, what do I wear? I don't know. And then nervous about uh, maybe going, being asked to go somewhere, to go to a second location. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, so I'm dealing with all that. <laughs> I mean, it's not that big, but, uh, I am enjoying being surrounded by my coats and my Deadpool head and my, uh, my bottle of, uh, Pepsi from back to the future Two. I have it in a glass case. Uh, this is where I can keep all my stuff and June will not be mad at me because she cannot see it. Uh, people. How did this get made mini episode where I'll tell you all the info that you need to know for next week's episode and you tell me all the things that we might have missed from last week's episode, which of course was the Justice League, the Snyder Cut, which we did with our very special guests, Griffin Newman and David Sims from the Blank Check podcast. They also uh, joined us on Unspooled Screen Test last week. You can check out my Instagram page uh, to see some of the highlights from that Screen Test episode. Screen Test is a movie game show. It's a fun, big uh, silly show hosted by Amy and myself, uh, Amy Nicholson. And, uh, I think you'll like it if you've never checked it out. Um, but I love those guys. They are, uh, fantastic and, uh, almost as fantastic as Quan Robinson. Thank you, Quan, for that amazing theme. Uh, there's so many things going on, uh, that I want to tell you about. I mean, there's so much I've talked to you about happily. I've talked to you about the, the last blockbuster I've talked to you or have I about Jason being in invincible. It's so good. It's on Amazon right now. You will love it. Um, There is stuff to talk about, but Jason and I are going to get into a lot in a little bit. So in an effort to keep this show rolling, I am going to spend a little bit of time at the top. Not too much. So let's get into it right now. Let's get attention off of me. Let's get it on to you for a little something I like to call the Paul Helpline. Hit the theme. Paul's helpline. He'll take you but he's not giving you a goddamn call because paul's not oprah all right people i'm paul Shear. i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist but i try to help and i'm going to do it right now once again let's go to the phones hey paul how's it going good awesome lj here and i was just calling because I have a weird situation with my neighbor. We moved in the fall, and we have a wooden fence that we share with our neighbor, and it looks like it might only last about one more winter just due with the rains and the wind before it just completely falls. So I went over to my neighbor and wanted to ask them, hey, let's work on getting a new fence. I want a brick fence, so I'm willing and offered to pay for it completely. My neighbor refused to talk about it. I went over again about a week or two later, asked again, and then I got was told that if I ask about the fence one more time, they're going to file a harassment suit against me. They don't want the fence, and they don't want it 
even though I'm willing to pay for it completely. Paul, what do I do? LJ, what a fucking crazy story you have here. All right, look, neighbors, it's a weird thing. I always say you don't want to become friends with your neighbors because I think it's a problematic place to be. Um, you see them all the time when you may not want to see them. They're going to have things that they're going to do that you don't want them to do. I think you should be friendly with them, but not be friends with them, if that makes sense. Two doors down, great. Neighbors, not so great. Um, that's my own theory, but you may live in a nicer area than I do. I've had situations like this. I had a neighbor build a second floor on their garage, which meant their house, their second floor, blocked the sun from my backyard and it overlooked our backyard. So when they were like opening the window, their balcony is looking into our yard and we had a small yard. They had a small yard and they just boned it. And you know what I could do? Not a goddamn fucking thing because they were in their legal rights to do it. Another neighbor. Fence issue, tree, her property was edging up against the fence. The fence was breaking because of roots and things of that nature. Couldn't do a damn thing about it. Why? Because the tree was on her property. Sucks, right? But I'll tell you how it works. When we put the pool And we're going to get to some pool talk in a little bit. When I put the pool in my first house, my neighbor called up, complained that I was going to wreck the structural integrity of their garage, which was in the next part over because we were digging such a huge hole. It was insane. They couldn't do anything to us. We weren't doing that. We filled out all the proper permits. We did it the right way. So there's benefits and deficits to what you can do and what you can't do, right? You have to work within these confines. I know nothing about where you live. I know nothing about this. Here's what I'm going to say you should do. I think if the fence line is on her property or their property, his property, whoever's property it is, if it is on their property, you can't do anything about it. But that's not to say you can't create your own fence on your property line. Find out what your property line is and build that fence build it, build it, build it. You have control on your property line. So maybe you lose an inch of your property line, but then you got the fence that you want. And, and that person can't say a goddamn thing about it. That's what I would say. That's my solution for you. It's, you know, you're not going to, you, you clearly, you're not getting anywhere with them, but they can't do anything if it's on your line. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Uh, next up, Caitlin, what do you got? Hey, Paul, this is Caitlin from Wisconsin. Um, just calling because there's a guy in our neighborhood who keeps leaving his dog shit. And I know it's this guy because this dog has pretty distinctive shit. And I got to tell you, he's just keen on leaving it all over. The point is, do I, do I call him out? Do we say something? I'm at my wit's end. Thanks, Paul. Oh, God damn it, Caitlin. This, okay. I can't stand this. How much can I not stand this? I went on Amazon and I bought signs to put in my front yard. Yes, I'm one of these people. Don't pick up after your dog. Because people like, I have uh, a small, not even that much, 
little area in front of my house where there is some more, you know, greenery and dogs are going to shit there all the time and people don't pick up. It's so gross to me. When we had our first kid, June and I were so pissed off because we'd find these large shits in our front yard and it was neither one of us and we knew it was a dog because we didn't have one and it was somebody who wasn't picking up their, their dog and what we would do because we were bored out of our mind we had this kid i did this whole story on comedy central i'm just telling you the brief version of it um we closed all the blinds that were looking out into the front of the house and then we basically kept watch and waited until we caught someone in the act of not picking up the shit. And then we ran out and went, Hey, Hey, you gonna pick that up. And look, when we did that, everyone said, Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I was just going back to my car to get the bag. Everyone had an excuse of where this bag was. Let me tell you, I have a dog now. I never not travel with a bag. Once I didn't have a bag and uh, yeah, I left it there and that was bad, but that was the, you know, so, you know, those who live in, uh, Glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I understand. But it was one time. I never leave the house without a fucking bag. Uh, it was only because uh, I grabbed the thing. Well, now I'm defending myself. I have one of those containers on the end of my rope, and it was empty. No one replaced it when they took the last one out. I didn't notice it. It was early in the morning. Anyway, I did go back and picked it up. I don't, you know, look, I'm not, I'm, I, I, well, what I did was I drove back, I picked it up, and I tossed it. Uh, okay, so anyway. <laughs> Wait pounce on them. You have to stop it. And you know what? Do it with protection. Do it with somebody else that can get your back because you don't know if this person's crazy. But it's as simple. Hey, you gonna pick that up? Pick up your dog shit. Like it, you are in the right. Don't be super aggressive. Don't be super weird. Just be like, matter of fact, like, hey, uh, what what's going on here? Because people don't expect to be caught. And when they are, it is a glorious moment. You've caught, they have no excuse. They have nothing to say or do. And they'll never walk down your block again because of the shame and embarrassment. Caitlin, I hope it helps. Definitely call them out. But remember, be the better person. I was not the better person. If you listen to my my Comedy Central story, I think you just call it like dog shit story, Paul Shear Comedy Central. Uh, you'll see, I, 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 I had a kid. I was, I was going through stuff. Anyway, uh, Caitlin, I hope it works out. Please call in and tell me uh, what you think. Um, by the way, before we even continue, I just want to give a shout out to Tom, Tom McWatters, for that great theme of the uh, Paul Helpline. I love that. It's a great theme. I didn't give you the proper shout out. And I want to make sure that everyone gets seen, seen and heard. Tom McWatters, thank you. Uh, Jesse in Ontario. Hi, Paul. This is Jesse calling from Ontario, Canada. And I'm actually calling in response to the voicemail that you played uh, from my wife, Shannon, from Ontario, Canada, uh, on the last mini episode about her asking for your help uh, to convince me that we should get an in-ground pool installed at our home. And I just wanted to clarify that my objection to the pool being installed here is not that pools aren't good. I love pools. Swimming, great fun, great exercise, great for the whole family. My complaint and my objection to the pool is the amount it's going to cost versus the amount of enjoyment we're going to be able to get. Because the beginning of your response to her voicemail was that you weren't sure how much use we would get out of a pool in Ontario, and that's pretty much my point. You spoke in your response about how your last house, you had a pool and you loved it and you used it every day. Well, picture yourself still living in that house still having that amazing pool that you love, but not being able to use it between October 1st and May 31st every single year. You get about four months of use, uh, if you're lucky with the weather here in Ontario, Canada, uh, to be able to use uh, an outdoor 
cool like that. So that's really my, the crux of my argument. And I wonder if that changes your recommendation at all for um, going through the cost and expense of, of having a pool installed. And even if you don't end up playing this voicemail on your podcast, just wanted to let you know that you playing my wife's uh, voicemail on your last mini episode um, just absolutely made her week. So thank you very much for that. Thanks for the podcast. You guys are great. Love you all. Ooh, a follow-up from the spouse. Uh, okay, Jesse, I thought about this. You know, I really did think about this after I said my piece on the show. And you're right. Like, that is the issue. That is the big issue. Can you use it? Here's the things I'm going to say. You can. And you know why you can? You get a heated pool, get a heated pool, and get a cover that is remote controlled. Because here in LA, that's what we had. And we could use it at all different times. And obviously LA is very different than Ontario. I understand that. I get it. Um, But if you have it heated, you put a little hot tub in there, you could always use it. You can always, 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 always use it. But it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you'll get that enjoyment all year round. So is that expense worth it? Now, I understand your point. I don't think you can put a pool in and not have it heated with a cover that goes easily on and off. When you have that little switch that makes the cover go on and off, life is great. Snow can go on it. Anything can go on it. Just push it off and you're fine. You're ready to go. So that's what I would say. It's a bigger expense, obviously. But wouldn't it be great in the middle of winter? Jump in that hot tub. Oh, be so nice. Jump out. Be back in life. I don't know. Look, my pool was not that expensive. In the grand scheme of things, I was surprised. You, We looked around. We found different things. Uh, but there you go. Uh, I hope that that helps. And I'm glad that you called in. And I want more of this. I want more follow-ups. I want more second opinions. I'm not always right. I know that. I give you my gut. I'm trying to talk to you as a friend. Uh, that's what I think, Jesse. Okay, the number is 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, 619-Paul-Ask. That's what you call to get this kind of quality help. And if you want to create songs like our good friend uh, Quan Robinson and Tom McWaters, you can do it. Just send it to us at howdidskitmade at earwolf.com. Remember, 30 seconds or less is the best place to hit as far as brevity is the soul of wit. All right, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! 
That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words Eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you. Found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. And now it is time for corrections and omissions brought to you by our friends at Blue Moon. Okay, we all get stuck in routines, right? We go here, we get up, we go over here, and our life needs a little bit of excitement. That's why, how did this get made? We'll bring you something. It may not be the best thing. It may be something horrible, but it breaks up the routine. Yes, you can watch an Academy Award movie. Yes, you can watch the movie that everyone's talking about, but have you watched a movie about a talking cat? If the answer is no, then we have broken up your routine. And breaking up your routine is why Blue Moon is a sponsor of this podcast. That's right. This is a Blue Moon podcast because Blue Moon is all about breaking up your routine, shaking you out of the norm, giving you something new to energize you, to bring you to life. And just like it's bright, refreshing Blue Moon beer, this podcast, I hope, gives you something refreshing to go back in and appreciate the quality of a higher quality film. Anyway, uh, as you know, we only recommend the best, which is why you know that Blue Moon is the best uh, and it supports breaking the routine and it also supports a delicious drinking experience. I love a Blue Moon. I love a Blue Moon and they have this great uh, Blue Moon light sky, perfect for day drinking. It is absolutely perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. makes me think of summer. So this week, we invite you to sit back, relax, crack open a blue moon, and enjoy this week's Corrections and Omissions, where we have culled through dozens of voicemails and hundreds of posts on the How Did This Get Made Discord, which if you haven't checked it out yet, go over and check it out at discord.gg slash hdtgm. And we have found the best observations, theories, fact checks, and useless research to present to you here now about... Zack Snyder's The Justice League. So buckle up and enjoy the ride and hit the theme. Thank you, Ian Paddington. Great theme. I love that. Okay, uh, let's go to the Discord. We love our new Discord. We love our mods in the Discord. We love our mods in the Paul Shear uh, Discord. 
These people are keeping an amazing, socially friendly ecosystem. I truly love this version of social media. It's just conversation and good people. And I appreciate our mods on both boards. If you want to join my board, uh, it is a little bit more round robin. We do a lot of conversation in there about a lot of things. Uh, That is uh, Discord dot gg slash paul shear um all right so let's talk about Zack snyder's the justice league i gotta say uh you know it seems like everyone was on the same page as us last week which was great to hear uh just absolute love for this movie and uh, i was excited to get that response you know when we did this episode we just felt like this is something that our audience would definitely clue in with and uh you know so there's not that many complaints or anything that we kind of missed people really felt that we kind of nailed it in uh and just kind of the the giant tone but i'll kind of jump in here and say uh portable jeff wrote moments after superman carries lois off after the resurrection you hear a sonic boom a sonic boom requires a speed of 770 miles per hour lois a normal human being wearing normal clothes for sure would have died uh well okay here's my theory on that superman's always flying with people uh you talk about the old richard donner movies he's he's making some time okay I believe that Superman can either heat somebody up, uh, you know, give him like a, like a like a warm blanket, or he's created some sort of a traveling cocoon. Uh, and that's what I believe is happening here. Uh, if the movie was a little bit longer, we might have seen the traveling cocoon. Um, and uh, and I believe that to be true. I, I feel like his body is creating that. Like he's creating a barrier. Like he is. So as long as she's not a, a ahead of his fist. She's got it. She's fine. Uh, Also, Portable Jeff wrote, I want to point out that Volko, played by the confusingly large, yes, uh, Willem Dafoe, refers to the Royal Trident of Atlantis. The Trident has five points, which would make it a pentadent. Uh, Wow. That is... (laughs) That may... We're already... Portable Jeff, you are in the running for a winner this week. Uh, That is very, very good uh, looking at details and that somebody should have caught that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking props should have caught that. Uh, MK. Oh, MK. I like MK. Uh, I don't think I've ever really read a uh, correction and omission from you. Okay. I'm still hung up on the fact that Aquaman is bringing that poor village fish to eat because they are starving. But the whole time, isn't he listening to the fish's cries as he's abducting them to be eaten? A big what the fuck, bro. (sighs) This is tricky. This is a tricky thing because I do believe that Aquaman is working on some sort of like size matters kind of a thing. Like big fish matter, but small fish don't. I mean, this gets into my whole theory about M&Ms. I mean, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I did it with Adam Pally on my last Twitch show. But uh, I don't understand why the M&Ms are standing idly by while other people at the party eat M&Ms. I feel like that's the same situation here. We got to figure out. So are we saying that Aquaman is a vegetarian or, or maybe does he just eat, you know, animals of the land? I don't know. I need somebody to come in here and help me with that because this is a very big problem. I think that he thinks small fish don't matter. Maybe small fish are sacrificing themselves for people. I don't know. He understands the underwater ecosystem and it seems like they got a lot of bigger fish to fry out there. Not literally, actually. And uh, so let's get into it. If anyone is a Aquaman expert, please call in. Please uh, write in next week. I want to know. Um, 
Uh, Vitero writes, has anyone asked the question of how mother boxes actually resurrect Superman? Uh, not talking about the technical details of how their powers work, but in the universe logic of them actually being willing to do it. According to the movie in DC lore, the mother boxes are sentient, meaning they have agency and free will, but the film also proposes that they are scared of Superman. So, uh, if they're scared of him, why would a mother box actually collaborate in the resurrection of Superman? Even if they had the power to do so, you would assume as a sentient object, it would be unwilling to provide whatever is necessary to resurrect the one being there terrified of him. Uh, Vitero, I don't believe the mother boxes are afraid of him. I believe that like dark side is uh, afraid of, of Superman. I could be totally wrong. Um, but I, I believed that once like these, it was almost like the Wi-Fi signal went out. <sighs> this is tough. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer and I'm not even going to try to pretend, but I, I believe the mother boxes are just kind of like, doing their thing. I don't think that they are, you say they are sentient. Huh? Huh? That kind of fucks up my theory. I don't know. You know what? I'm happy to say, I don't fucking know. Maybe, uh, they are, they're, they're, they worship at his feet. They're not afraid of him, but then dark side is afraid of Superman so maybe like it's in the best interest of the mother boxes to keep him alive because the mother boxes aren't about uh, isn't about the the life uh, you know the anti life equation that's a different thing so I I think the mother boxes want to keep life around so maybe that's why they're doing it all right let's go to the phones Ben from Cleveland I don't even buy that answer that I just gave you but I'm gonna stick to it and not go back on it. Okay, uh, Ben from Cleveland, what do you have? Hey, Paul, it's Ben from Cleveland. I'm sitting in my car because I just got my first round of the COVID vaccine, so I figured I'd give you a call because um, I've also been listening to your uh, episode on the Justice League, and something you guys said there really kind of galvanized something for me, and I'm wondering if it galvanized something else for your listeners. Uh, but it's yeah, – because I'm kind of like 55th on Zack Snyder as well, and, and I think the reason is because he does such impressive – big picture stuff like the the moods to the scenes are always very precise and overdone i mean even looking at the scene where uh, aquaman jumps back in the water through the mist like that like it was just it's visually stunning but i think he takes i think snyder takes such a big picture that he forgets all detail that makes it coherent that makes it enjoyable so like even in that scene with aquaman you know, Aquaman smashes a glass bottle before jumping back into the ocean, and Aquaman wouldn't smash a glass bottle because he's such an environmentalist. Plus, he's going to, like, you know, cut his feet. You know, who knows? But, like, there's so many little bits like that throughout the movie that just kind of ruin otherwise good set pieces. So, anyway, thank you for helping me galvanize that thought about um, about Snyder. Um, keep up the good work. Uh, I have also been going through all the movies that you're, uh, you know, all the DC movies, and, eh, Coming to various similar conclusions. Anyway, take care. Make sure you get vaccinated. Congratulations on your vaccination, buddy. Uh, That's great. And if you have a chance to do that, if you can have the availability to uh, get there, do it. Take that vaccination. Uh, That's exciting to hear. I know L.A. is going to go everyone in uh, in April. So that's very exciting over here as well. People are getting vaccinated. People are feeling better. And we also still have to be protected because of this third wave. Uh, Not to be a bummer, but let's just be smart. Let's not go to Vegas just yet. Uh, which oddly people are doing. Why? Why? Why would you do it? Uh, just give it a couple more months. You're you're fine. Uh, anyway, Ben, I agree with you. I think you're right. I think that like, I think this is the sign of an artist who is, is painting 
a larger, you know, it's, I agree. I think that there, there are things lost in, in creating something out of such big scope. Um, and I think we lose some detail, but we gain such beauty. So it, it is a tricky idea. And I think you're right. I'm, I'm glad to hear you kind of talk about that in that same way. Uh, and I think that that's something you have to be okay with. And we talked about this a lot in the movie. It's like, you have to be on this journey. Like, it doesn't work like a normal movie. It doesn't work like a Marvel movie. It doesn't work like most movies. It works like this person's films. It's like it's like saying, uh, oh, you know, Dali doesn't do anything in, uh, it doesn't look real. You know, like brutal architecture. We were talking about that, like brutalist architecture. Like this idea, like we just have to embrace, it's going to be different. It's not going to be your cup of tea, but you can appreciate the art of it. And I appreciate that you appreciated that. Uh, and yeah, DC movies, Hit or miss, really, truly. Hi, uh, this is Hannah from Charlotte. Um, I am calling about the DC uh, film universe. And as a DC fan, um, I think when I watch those movies, I at least have the confusion element taken away so I can enjoy them a little bit more. Um, But that being said, he makes some odd choices about trying to cram everything in to these movies Batman versus Superman was a mix of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, as well as The Death of Superman, as well as a doomsday storyline, and then throw Wonder Woman in there. So he just tries to do too much, and it doesn't work. So as a fan of DC, I would just recommend that if anyone is interested, the animated films that they are putting out are great. Their Justice League was Wonderful, and if you like to read graphic novels, the New 52 storyline and their version of Justice League um, was great. It's what the movie should have been. It has the dark side storyline and the mother boxes and everything, but it's done well in what the movie should have been. So I just recommend looking into some of the animated stuff. It's still dark, but dark in the right way, not in the Zack Snyder way. Anyways, I'm a huge fan, and... Can't wait to see what you guys pick next. Bye. Hannah, uh, we will tell you what we're going to be picking next in just a second. But uh, I agree with you. The animated DC world is phenomenal. I also want to shout out Harley Quinn, which we talked about in Quarchat before. It's hilarious. It's completely different. It's really fun. Um, I think what I like ultimately about DC is kind of, I mean, I can, I, I'm not a huge DC fan. I actually like the animated things uh, a lot. Uh, the, the films, um, they did one about uh, the Superman born in Russia, which is great. I think Red Sun, I think that's called. Uh, but here's what I appreciate about DC. They're not precious enough to keep it all under one roof. So I do believe like that's one of the, the blessings of it. Like you can get people to make the Joker, Justice League, and Aquaman. In no world do those movies exist together. And the same way goes for the animated series. And I believe the same way goes for what we're going to be seeing with this Robert, Robert, this Robert Pattinson uh, Batman. You know, we are just letting directors go and make and create. And I'm okay with that. I think you, you hit on something that's really interesting about Zack Snyder, which is it's kind of like the last meal syndrome, which is like, if I never get a chance to do this again, I need to do all of it now. And 
that's why I think he works better in TV. I've said this before on the show. Uh, but I also feel like, and he was right. He did. It got taken away from him. He tried to make the thing that he wanted to do, put his imprint in it, because he knew he wasn't going to get another shot. And and you're right. It's it's bloated, but better bloated at four hours than a crammed two hours. But again, you know what can we say? I agree with you. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. But I but I, but I embrace interpretation. I embrace uh, someone telling the same story in a very different way. And there's a great show. Oh, man, I love this show. It is called The Chair. It was on Stars. Uh, it was kind of like Project Greenlight, but I think even better because they took one script, they gave it to two different directors, and then they both executed the same movie in the same town, having the same resources, and then you could watch both films. And wow, it was great. You know, it just... You could create something so incredibly different. I think that's one of the best parts about, I mean, I don't want to get too, uh, you know, whatever. But I think that that's one of the best parts of creation is like, I won't create what you will create and we don't have to create the same thing. And I think one of the things that's so cool about Marvel is that it is the vision of Kevin Feige. And then people are able to execute his vision and then add their vision to it. So you get somebody like... um a Taika, or you get somebody even like a John Favreau, and they all bring uh, Shane Black. You get everyone gets to bring a flavor of what they do in the larger. Uh, it's like we've all agreed on to keep on hammering these restaurant metaphors. We all agreed that we're going out for Italian, right? Uh, we're all going to eat Italian, but uh, one chef in the kitchen is going to cook, uh, you know, uh, Alfredo a little bit different than another, than another, than another. And I think that that's it's still going to be Alfredo. But it may not be the way that you like it, and you may like one more than the other. And that's what I'm saying. Make room for it all. Uh, we're all chefs, and we're all trying to make good stuff. Back to the Discord. Uh, New Blue Goo writes, In the movie, does everyone in the Justice League know Superman's identity? Batman knows Flash and Cyborg dig him out of Clark Kent's grave. So they know Wonder Woman presumably knows. I don't know about Aquaman, though. Batman even calls him Clark in front of some cops during the confrontation. Of all of them, Batman should really know better. Uh, well, I mean... I think at this point, when the world is like on the verge of destruction, like a secret identity doesn't seem like it's really going to hold up. I mean, we are in a world now where uh, we know that Spider-Man is, uh, we know his identity, at least in the Marvel Universe right now. That's how we end the last film. So uh, I feel like they're going on that. At a certain point, I feel like they have to be like, yeah, he had a secret identity. And especially superheroes, who gives a shit? Like we're all in the same, we're in the, the world. And for someone or for anyone complaining that this movie is is too bloated, to have these questions is why they are bloated. Um, I also got a tweet from Sidra. Sidra writes, did anyone else already write in for the Snyder Cup episode of How Did This Get Made to point out that the Amazons and Atlanteans made big elaborate vaults for their boxes and the regular people decided just a shallow hole in the ground should probably do the job? Uh, Sidra, if ever there was a plan that is regular people, and I'm going to even hone it down a little bit more and just say Americans. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just put it in the ground. Uh, And you know what? As a matter of fact, I think that you're right. That I was going to give it to the trident being a pentadent, but I do believe that this is a better point of view, that we are so cocky about the mother boxes. We just put it in a shallow hole in the ground. Now, I hope that I'm not confused, but because I do believe the mother box, well, I think it may, was it in a shallow hole? I thought it was in the laboratory. And then I thought that the other mother box was in, I think Clark was in the shallow hole. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe I should just get away from you. And maybe I'll give it to somebody else. I don't know. Who should I give it to? Uh, I'm bringing it to MK. 
MK, you are the winner. Hit the theme. You win, everybody else all loses. You don't get a medal to prove it, but you don't need no accolades. You can sit back and say, I win tonight on Paul's mini episode. I win tonight on Paul's teeny tiny little mini episode. Thank you very much. You brought up a very good point about Aquaman. Who is he eating? Why is he eating them? And we need to break justice for the fish. Thank you, Joel Terry, for that winter theme. Uh, as always, you get nothing. Uh, thank you to everyone who wrote in. And thank you to Blue Moon. Your crisp citrus taste with hints of coriander help break us out of our regular beer routines. And you've also helped our listeners shake out of their routines. And you've given them something new and something refreshing to enjoy. Get Blue Moon or Blue Moon Light Sky delivered to your door by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com to see your delivery options. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash bonkers. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do 
a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right. I got a friend. His name is Jason. We're both stuck at home. So that means it's time for Quar Chat. Quar Chat with Jason and Paul. They'll probably mention something off your radar that you kind of like and something you don't care for at all. Jason, welcome to Quarchat. I feel like we've been in the house for a long time. It's been over a year. Oh, there yeah. seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel, but I will tell you, this has been one of the, the highlights of this entire thing, to be able to sit here and get some picks from it's you. It's really, you know, it's such a, it's been such a long year of feeling grounded uh, uh, at yeah. home. Uh, and it really is just like the, honestly, so like really the joys of my year have been um, devouring all of the stuff that we then get to talk about on these chats, you know, yeah, all of these TV series, all of these movies. I'm going back and watching all the old Coen brothers movies for some reason. Ooh. And it's a blast. I'm, I'm watching you know, and reading I still never fun seen... stuff. Blood yep. Simple. Oh, it's incredible. It's on I, I don't know why Amazon I Prime it. right now. I think. Yeah. It's I on one to, of the streamers. It's the one that I've never watched, and I don't know why. Like that and Lady Killers are the only two Coen Brothers movies. Oh, well, films Lady, I've never seen. Lady Killers is maybe the worst Coen Brothers movie. Maybe I need to do a double feature of that. You, back like, back. Yeah. And also, Blood Simple being like, it's not one of the best, but it's certainly a it's a great movie. Yeah. And Lady Killers is is truly unsuccessful. Um, Why uh, does it not work? It's like, it's. there are so many reasons Lady Killers doesn't work. Um, I think part of it is casting. Part of it is, like, it just doesn't, add, it's the first time, really, that I feel like the Coen brothers falter. You know, right. previous to that, like, it's even lesser movies that they made are still incredible movies. Well, I love Hudsucker Proxy. I know a lot sure. of people don't. But I think there's so much interesting, fun stuff in that movie. Yes. It feels so, uh, it it's of a mind that you're like, okay, this may not be the best, but yes, and certainly... like inside of it, like Jennifer Jason Lee gives like one of the best performances. She's incredible in oh, Hudsucker yeah. Proxy. She's and, great, and the visuals are, are, yeah, are unreal. Great. Real, um, I, have a, I just I have a rewatched of that. Barton Fink and Miller's Crossing back oh. to back, and um, incredible. Incredible and and so different. Barton Fink trapped claustrophobic, you know, like yeah. uh, all Hollywood, you know, devouring this man literally, figuratively. It's kind of unbelievable. Um, and then Miller's Crossing, like this enormous, you know, um, operatic gangster picture. Like it's really that juxtaposition is so fun to watch. It's the same. I've also been going back. I inexplicably have been watching. I watched Goodfellas and. Casino as well. Ooh, all right. Well, let me ask you a question yeah. here about Miller's Crossing because I I don't think yeah. I've ever vocalized this. Do you think subconsciously 
Yeah. The Sopranos ripped off the uh, the murder in the forest scene that you have in Miller's Crossing for their episode where they For the take, Pine Barrens yeah, episode? The, yes. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I don't think so only because... Um, only because the concept of getting rid of of walking people out into the woods to kill yeah. them is gangsters writ large. Okay. Right? And I think what makes the Pine Barrens so special is what happens afterwards. Is that the guy yes. gets away and that they are lost. <laughs> like I mean that that's is what makes that episode so fantastic. To me, what I will say is it seems to me like the comedic version of the serious thing, right? It's yes. like, oh, here is this, you know, in Miller's Crossing, that scene is so beautifully shot and yep. it's so oh my God. dramatic. And then you go, oh, can we do that? But then put our spin on it. You know, yes. it's, uh, and I think that there is an element to that. Well, I'll do, I'll introduce a third thing, which mm-hmm. is part of the reason that I'm watching old Coen Brothers movies is I watched season two. Season two of the TV show Fargo, okay. the Jesse Plemons, Kirsten oh, Dunst, love that one. Patrick Wilson, Kristen Milioti, Ted Danson season, yes. right? Nick Offerman, great, like incredible season of television. And they have a walk someone into the woods yes, to kill them right. sequence. They that is a direct homage. They are so flawlessly often giving homages to Coen Brothers stuff without without clobbering you over the head with it. Um, and so that really made me want to rewatch a bunch of these movies because I was picking up all little things inside the TV show and being like, oh, that, I want to watch Miller's Crossing again because that is, like, that was the poster that was on my dorm room wall. Yes. Oh, my Miller's gosh. Miller's Crossing. I had that up in, I, we had the weirdest assembly of posters in my college dorm room because, you know, I worked at Blockbuster and sure. there were there were posters that we could keep that we were oh. given that we would never put up. You would never yeah. put up a Miller's Crossing. Because it was for a movie that you didn't feel like would, would yeah, Blockbuster is not, yeah. is not, you know, we have like two window spaces. Totally. It was not going to go up there. So like, I remember like, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, we had the weirdest assembly of these posters. And I used to collect posters. I have a ton. I know you also have like a big tub, like a garbage can full of, of well, they're I not have, posters. You have, I have like a map, like the thing that's behind me right now, like yeah, like which, maps and charts, and what you would like, bring down if you were in a school, like exactly, back in the day. like they hang on like the blackboard at school, and it's it'll be like the chart, like human anatomy chart, yeah, or I love or the those. the seat, the, you know, the or the con- the Congress, how it's broken up, or whatever. Yeah, I like so I collected movie posters, and I have a great assortment of them. I have the folded. Uh, jerk poster the original oh, jerk wow. poster where it says on the bottom come visit universal studios and i have you know uh ghost but i have a lot of like old posters that i collected and i had some new posters and uh but i also i have a bunch of these old blockbuster posters yeah. which are not worth anything but like as you know, a younger person i was like well i could put these in my college dorm room and my friend who i roomed with also worked at blockbuster with me and uh we had the weirdest assembly of uh, posters. I remember it being Miller's Crossing, the film Sirens with Elle McPherson. Oh, yeah. I remember um, that movie, of course. Yes, with uh, the, the the doctor from uh, Jurassic Park, Sam, uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, and, yeah. And, uh, oh, God, what else was up there? It was just, and then, like, a real, you know, it was just like a, 
like it was <laughs> we like it was almost like we need to fill up these walls. Yeah. So these are the ones that we feel comfortable enough destroying because we also understood that like I, I used to have my posters uh, the same way you would collect comic books. They were in plastic wrap in a back like with a backboard behind them. And oh you could, wow! Yeah, like like and then some were rolled, depended on what it was. But like when I bought the jerk. And the Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters is framed, but the jerk one was in a special, like almost yeah. like a, a comic book sale. But yeah, that, uh, Ooh, that I, always, cool. I always think of that as like one of the defining things in my college dorm room. And it wasn't even the well, movie it was that so, I loved, but I it loved. It was such yeah. a big thing. When you put yeah. something on the wall in your room, you were basically saying to people like, this is the thing that I think is, yes. th- that I care about the most, whether it's like a you know, a, a band or a movie or, a, you know, at my college, it was like lots of people had lots of like tapestries and Grateful Dead oh, and boy. fish and all that. Like I went to a very like kind of crunchy, earthy, you know, like when I went to college in Vermont, fish was still like a band that played at like bars in Vermont. Oh, you know. Oh, um, wow. OK. Or not maybe bars, but like played in like small venues in Vermont. You could like they would play my college. You know what I mean? Okay, they yeah, I I remember they like yet I, like a Madison Square Garden kind of. Band. I remember like getting into Fish early on, uh, yeah. and and I were, was not into Fish, but but no, yes, but it was I, like, a thing when I would think about like driving around with my tapes of four non blondes, uh, <laughs> Fish. Amazing. And like, you know, like, but I was like, the, the, the idea of like driving around listening to f- a, like a fish tape, like, oh, yeah. it's like, is kind of crazy to me. Like, oh uh, my God. Yeah. Tapes listening to like, so like my, the car, the floor of your car oh. littered with cassette tapes. And then you when know? I could, and then when I could like put my disc man in the car, I was very excited. Oh, about that was that. a huge Giant. event. Giant. And also do you, I was remembering this the other day. I was trying to explain to someone like walking around New York city when we, for, when I first moved to New York, right. um, was like a regular thing was carrying a disc man every day and a little book that had like 20 CDs oh, in it. Yeah. You know, and then like, you'd like swap them out. Like when you went yeah. on vacation, you'd be like, these, this, these are the CDs that I'm bringing in. Yeah. This is and my this whole is the thing. only, this is all of the music that I'm going to have access to for the next X amount of time. Oh, and, and then, you know, like then I got into that phase where like Napster first came out and you could oh, burn, sure. you could burn CDs. So then you could make mixed CDs, which were, H- I think, huge. at the same time as good as mixed tapes. In the oh sense that there was a limited space, absolutely, and you could get good stuff. I remember Jack McBrayer, like his whole CD collection was just mixtapes, like mixed CDs, mixed CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there's, nothing, trying, there's nothing better. What you as I'm for? talking to you, I'm scrolling through my phone because I thought for sure I had a picture of my college dorm room in here. I just wanted to see what was on the wall. Oh, that's I remember funny. some of the things on my wall. I will tell you one. Somebody thing. posted Dan O'Brien, Jessica St. Clair's husband, yes. posted a picture of he and I sitting in our college radio station. Oh, wow. Wait, that I didn't is, know you guys even were college. Yeah, we all went to college. We were all in the same improv group. Oh, um, wow. St. Clair, her husband Dan, and myself were all in the same improv and, and Rodney Rothman, who you also know, yes. who um, yes. wrote and direct, one, is one of the writer-directors of Into the Spider-Verse. We all went to college together and did improv together. Um, and and I also ran the radio station, and, and O'Brien was there as well. And so... Uh, he yeah, he posted some picture a while ago that's the two of us sitting in there. And the radio station is kind of what we're describing. The walls were just covered in posters and stickers of bands. Yeah, whatever you could get, it goes on the wall. Uh, right now, uh, my kids, what they've come up with, and again, I'm sounding like an old man, but what I've realized, I'm sure it's been out for a long time, is these 
um, static electricity. I'm using the wrong term. Uh, stickers. So basically, I've got these giant stickers in my kid's room right now, but they don't do any damage to the wall. So I have literally oh, okay. a seven-foot-tall Kawhi Leonard on the wall because Gus loves it. So he got is it. giant, but I at any point, I can just, just rip it right off. And we have we have like a Wario on the wall in their oh, bedroom. Wow. Yeah, so we have like a lot of, like I've done all of this while June has been away and uh, <laughs> very curious what her reaction will be to see uh, the, the walls covered. I mean, I've tried to do it tastefully, but at a certain point, a seven foot tall Kawhi Leonard is not going to be super tasteful. <laughs> you should, just for fun, when yeah. she comes home, you should put those like, take them out of like the root boys' rooms and put them like in the living room. Put them oh. like in like shared spaces By just the, to be like. I was going to do that in our bedroom. I was going to have <laughs> exactly. like, and I was like, this, this would be a really funny joke. And then I was like, then I was like, well, the kids get upset if I take it down. I don't know. I don't want to like, uh, you know, because it like. If they think it's all a part of a joke that you're all playing, that might be fun. Or uh, order a bunch of other ones. Yeah, that's order, what I have. Or, order a bunch of like really. I, I don't know what the company makes. They're but they're, they're called Fathead, and they sports? make and they make a sports and and Muppets and like they all oh, like yeah like they wait, do all fa- the did you say Fathead? Yeah. Okay, he, I have a. Fat, I was in a Fathead commercial. What? I was in a commercial for Fatheads. It was one of the best. It was one of my best jobs ever because. I booked a commercial. This was when I when we were all like it was yeah. it was like a, a million years ago. Um, I booked a commercial for Fatheads, and it was supposed to be a bunch of us were like long lens sports photographers, like on the sidelines. Got it. And we were saying like, uh, and the person runs by, and we're like over here, over here, or whatever right. kind of thing, right? Like blah blah blah, whatever. And they had some sports figure who would be doing the thing. So we do it and it's it's easy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But um, they end up not using the shot where they pan by us all going over here, over here. Right. right. But they do use a shot where we're in the deep background. Oh. So I ha- so I got paid for the full commercial. Right. For the full run. But you can't see me in it. So I was like, this is perfect. The benefit. Of I don't that's the I don't really want to be in this Fatheads commercial. No. Yeah. You no offense to Fatheads. No, you, know, you just want that fan. money. But I wanted the money, but I also was like, I don't mind at all. But my agents were like, we're so, we have awful news. We're so sorry, but you, you, we watched the movie, the commercial and you can't see you in it. And I was like, guys, Thrilled. Uh, do I Thank still get you. paid? And they were like, oh yeah, you still get paid. And I was like, great. That's all that we care about. Great. All, that makes that's all I need right now because it's, you know, 2004 and yeah. I don't make any money. Uh, you know, I was, <laughs> I was going to say one thing, uh, we were talking about this a lot, like our first gigs. I, I won't devolve into this, but like on the Twitch show I do with Hubel, and we were showing Hubel's Olive Garden commercial. You can look on my Instagram page or, or on our uh, Twitch page and you can see it. But it's so funny, those early gigs that you do. Like, And I was so excited to be an extra, and this is on my Instagram page, on this show called USA Live, which is a show where they built a diner. Everyone Everyone sat in the background like we were having coffee and at a diner, but they happened to be showing like the people's court and love connection. And the host of this show would uh, interact with guests to talk about relationships and whatever the people. It was just like it was basically like wraparounds for these shows. It was like, oh, how can we make love connection, you know, exist for four hours? So you would go there and sit there and 
I have all this. I saved it oh, all because God. I was so proud of it. I was yeah. like, I'm on TV. So uh, you can see some of my great work uh, pretending to drink coffee in the background because they would never actually give us coffee. Uh, they would just make us sit there and pretend. Um, but uh, I wanted to say one thing just back to the fatheads. You know, I'm, I'm alone with my kids right now, which I... I'm loving. Honestly, like I'm loving. It's a lot. Sure. It's like, you know, it's uh, one son. We will just talk about basketball all the time. And the other oh, son so is great. all about uh, Mario Brothers. And so, which is great. We're like, I'm I'm having a good time. I'm going a little bit uh, like stir crazy mentally because, sure. you know, it, right. But, um, but I did this thing where... Uh, <laughs> It's so sad, but it was, I thought it would be like a fun bit to do with my kids where I, um, they like, I, I can go on Amazon and get them like fun shirts of the shows that they like. And, and they are, they're so excited to have it. And, uh, you know, they have like a, a Bowser shirt or, you know, a Booba shirt. Are they into how did this get made? Do they, they have love, any, how they did have, this get they made have, shirts? They, yeah. They're very excited that we're going to have a dirt pipe milkshake shirt. They're going to like, yeah, they're very excited. That they want that, which by the way we are, uh, the, so I, like, I was like up late at night. And I was like, I'm going to order myself a Super Mario Brothers shirt. And I'm just going to oh, wear boy. it casually around the house. And so I oh. ordered it a while ago. And I hadn't really thought about it. And I, like, I always have it in the drawer. And I'm like, I'm not wearing this out. I can't wear this yeah. out. And, uh, but then the other day, I was like, fuck it. I'm here with the kids. Like, I'm doing this. I throw on the Super Mario shirt. And my four-year-old walked into the room and did a double take. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> believe. And he was like, whoa dada i love your shirt and i was like really he's like i love it and the whole day he was <laughs> like wow let, what let me like he was like wanting to get involved like that, that <laughs> i got on his level to wear a yeah. shirt uh, and and then i wound up i forgot and i wound up like leaving the house two or three times like once I go to the park and you know nothing nothing dangerous obviously but it's like but uh out and about and I'm like wearing this <laughs> stupid fucking Mario shirt and I and Wait, I forgot why is it stupid is well, it it's not stupid it's, it's just like I just feel a little like it's it's a little like I'm a, I'm, it's, a, I'm, it's, I'm at a certain a big, age yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. at a certain age right I where I used to wear a lot of graphic tees I'm not against yeah. the graphic tee I appreciate a graphic tee but at a certain point I didn't I, know if it was particularly silly or goofy. No, no, it's not it's, like it's not it. like a okay. joke. I just felt I felt a little bit embarrassed. I think at yes. a certain point, somebody was very kind to me to be like, "You got to cut out the graphic T-shirts," and that was about like seven or eight years ago. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." Like, like I don't like I I wear them when I work out. I still have a handful of them. Sure, but it's not my lifestyle anymore. Uh, and to those who wear them. Enjoy. Uh, I love it. I love it. And I to love those it who you. wear them, let me direct you to T Public. Yes, where you where you can get get on. By the way, I would wear every for, one of these. I would wear them all. Oh, believe I bought the shirt that is your pencil sketch drawing oh, of the sex pillow. That. I'm gonna buy that. One, I bought yeah. I bought that T shirt. That's a great T shirt though, because seriously, that is something that is. Uh, uh, provocative it, it, and evocative and also like and also like who knows what that is well that's not that's what i'm saying like that like that like that's a shirt i will wear like i'll wear like yeah, clever shirts it, i have some clever yeah. shirts you know like but one that just says super mario brothers on it and has like a picture of mario luigi wario and uh and, and uh you know like that, that like that is that is not like i guess what i what i was reacting to with it is that it was 
there was no take on it. It yeah. just said Super Mario Brothers, and it just had uh, Waluigi, Wario, M- oh Mario, and Luigi. It. And it was so it was so plain to be like. <laughs> <laughs> like oh I think God. that that to me is uh is that I remember <laughs> I remember I think about this story all the time. Uh my sister-in-law was dating a guy and you know this guy this is like picture these people in their mid 30s at this point, you know. Okay. And you know she and it wasn't like a going well. It was like it was a very, you know, it was a kind of like a second third date kind of relationship. She couldn't figure out like what this guy liked or what he did and she knew that he liked comic books and, you know, he was always cool. wearing like a Spider-Man shirt and stuff like that. And 100%, nothing wrong with that. Sure. I wish they would have dated longer. I would have been able to hang out and chat with him. Uh, and I, uh, and she at one point said, like, yeah, what, like, what's your, like, what are your dreams? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what are your ambitions? And he's like, oh, I just, you know, I think a lot about it would be so cool to have, like, web slingers and... And whenever I was caught in traffic, I could just sling home instead just of thwip, drive. Thwip, thwip, thwip. And, oh my god! And there was something to to me. Wow! I, I can see, like just to be like my dream is yeah. to get home quicker. Uh, my through, my dream isn't to be Spider Man. Right. My dream is to have web, web web shooters so that I can avoid traffic. And there is something about that. I was like, I don't know why I That's think incredible. about that all the time, but I think yeah. about <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. But like a pretty seamless segue into talking about Spider-Man and comic books and all the rest. Ooh, Marvel. Yes. Oh, and I want to say um, one, I want to say two things to you, first of all, because I want to get yeah, into comic books. Uh, first of all, I uh, watched Letterkenny. I'm not through with it in any way, oh, but yeah. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. Love it, oh, Jason. That's, it's that a makes great, me so happy. It is. It was a great suggestion. It got me. It got me good. This show is yeah. fucking funny. I don't know why I thought it was like, uh, and no slam on this. A League of uh, Ordinary Gentlemen. Remember that British show where it was like a bunch of like they were like these guys who lived in a town and they would play a bunch of different roles in the town. Like that's what oh, I thought. Oh, I don't remember was. that. I don't even know what that is. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I thought it was like a British. Kind of like, oh, I'm oh, the barrister no. now, and oh, I'm the, the garbage man. And, like, and they just like run around, put wigs on and stuff. I was like, oh, I don't oh. know if I'm into that. So okay. I don't know why I assume that was what Letterkenny was. Oh, no, I, it's first the all, opposite. It's not, not British at all. No, it's uh, deeply can, Canadian. Can, yeah, deeply Canadian. So much it's, so that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I'll be honest, it's aggressively Canadian. Oh, uh, one million percent. Sometimes I have to watch it with subtitles. And you or, know, you listen to me. You know how I feel about Canada. Oh, I you mean, know how I feel about we, Canadians. We you know, have it on record. I mean, we if have it you on guys record. have listened to this podcast, I'm on record. I'm, I'm. You know what? I, I've had words with Canada. You and I'm feel here. Like- I'm here saying, Jared, Jared Kelso, you're doing an incredible amount of work to uh, to, to to make up for the deficit uh, uh, that uh, that Canada has has in my world has, has wreaked havoc. Uh, you know what, Jason? I, I don't want to make you I don't want to get into a moment here where you're going to get the Canadian people at the mounted police to come down to uh, <laughs> to the States. As you know, the last live show that we ever did was in Canada. And, uh, you know, and, and people say, 
uh, we weren't asked back, but we are hiding it under the fact of the, the COVID travel restrictions. But uh, Oh, how you know, dare yeah. they? How dare they? And now that I'm like, now that I think Jared Kiso is like one of the greats yeah. and I'm out here like shouting from the rooftops, having convinced you now to watch Letterkenny and how many other people have I convinced through this podcast alone? You know what? Canada looking pretty great. By the looking way, I, pretty I, great. I, I immediately like this is how I know a show is good. Like the minute I like because I'm often watching a show with my phone in my hand and uh, because that's the, the proper way to show respect. Uh, the uh, was to say the but watching it, I immediately tried to like follow them all. I, I, I love them all. I love every one of these people on this show. I mean, Jared Kiso. Great. Uh, I like Michelle Millette. Uh, I think she's great. And I love uh well, that guy who plays uh, the Dan. Uh, Squirrel, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> Squirrely Dan. K. Trevor Wilson. Uh, it's just a fucking I'm pastor. No, Glenn. everybody's a home run. Everybody. And I'm because I'm not on social media, I'm not following any of these people. Yeah. But but they're all hilarious. And what I love about the show is, you know, just to, just it, it, the way you were mentioned, it made me want to kind of outline it because I've, I've been saying how great it is and how funny it is. And it's really one of my favorite discoveries of the last year. But it is a show about, you know, every episode begins with, you know, um, with a plaque, the, with, a, you know, with words that yeah. say, you know, um, there's whatever, 5,000 people in the town of Letterkenny. These are their problems. Yeah. And that's what it is. It is a small town Canadian show, but that that has different groups. So the the main group that you just outlined, that Jared Kiso, the guy that created it, it's him, his sister, his friends, Squirrely Dan and Derry. They're the Hicks. Then there's the Skids, who are like oh, the meth head drug dealer guys. The but then when players. but when they just cut to them hardcore dancing in front of like supermarket. Oh. It, it it makes me laugh every I, time. I mean, it's it, so funny. It's I mean, and they take. I mean, it, there's something about it, and I guess I don't want to. I don't want to. I you know sometimes comparison can be you know just uh, debasing on some level. But I would say this: there's an energy to it that if you liked Eastbound and Down, you would like this show. Like there's oh, a, there's a hundred percent. You know, there's an aggressive energy. I guess I I didn't get that from your oh, description the show. Of it. The show. I, I want to say this very clearly, loves operatic fight scenes. Oh, and in, ev- uh, in almost every yes. episode, one of the foundational elements is that the character, Wayne, that Jared Kiso plays, is the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to fight him to prove that they're tougher, and he always yeah. wins. And as the seasons go on, that that little bit kind of goes away. But fights become bigger and bigger, larger and larger. And uh, they must be getting bigger budgets because they're shot bigger. They're shot with better, like, like better, bigger choreography. The show is, I think the show is absolutely fantastic. And really, I've talked about it a lot. And I'm so happy to hear that you're like, and you you, you sold me on it. And and I'm I'm all in on it. Uh, But you were going to talk about comics. I I derailed you slightly. Uh, But oh, no problem. We can talk about, you know, while we're in this universe, too. I'm I'm enjoying um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier so far. We're two episodes into that. Yeah. And so far, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, it's like straight up. Meat and potatoes, you know, action adventure stories, and that's great. Can I give you one? Okay, I I've also been really enjoying it, and I kind of like. I mean, it's it was interesting because I know this is supposed to air before Wandavision, but yeah, COVID. So I think it's been a second to be like, oh, it's so kind of straightforward. It's lethal weapony. It's kind of yes, you know, it's like they're cursing in it, which I kind of also be like okay. And but I really like the Bucky character. I really like 
I really like, I like Falcon. I like it all. I like the therapist. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I really like what they're doing with uh, Cap, the new Cap. I like yeah. that, that he's like kind of a stepdad who's like, hey, yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to replace your dad, but I'm a cool dude. Like, it's great. Well, it's, it's also like that character, John Walker, the uh, U.S. agent yeah. is, you know, from the comics, is... They, it was so smart of them, I felt like, to cast Wyatt Russell from another oh, one yeah. of my favorites of the Quarantine Lodge 49, um, because he has such an inherent likability to him. He's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. He's, like, charming and wonderful and has a real um, sweetness to him. But that character is kind of not a great guy, right. you know? Um, and that is even already starting to kind of peek through. And I love that they cast him because it's not like they cast like a Frank Grillo or somebody who you're like, I don't know. I don't trust that guy. They cast somebody who you do trust and who you do like. Um, And so I'm so curious how this is going to go sideways. I kind of feel like what they're going to do is like corrupt him. Like, perhaps. I I feel like that's because it feels like it doesn't feel because we've seen him a little bit uh, privately, uh, you know. so, So you understand, like, I don't. I feel like the audience is on the same page as him to a certain extent. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it all oh, comes yeah. together. I don't think he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's not a, a villain. Uh, you know what I'm excited for, too, that I was thinking about is Zemo, who's going to be yes. like a, a significant part of this. Daniel Brühl's character from um, um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, is Baron Zemo, a great character from the comics, is the one of the only human Marvel villains yes. in all of the Marvel movies. He's one of the only simply he's, he's a the, human being who's family of the big was three, as they keep yeah. on saying, aliens. Uh, you know, yep. uh, yeah, whatever the yeah. He's yeah. just a guy. Yeah, uh, his family was killed in Sokovia, and so he he's also one of the only Marvel villains who succeeds in his mission. Mm-hmm. Like he gets it done. Like he gets in, he gets he gets the Winter Soldier. He reprograms the Winter Soldier. Like it works. We don't give him enough credit. He's just a dude, and he's like such a good villain. I so I'm love really, it. I'm really hoping they make something because uh, I know he's going to be a significant part of this show. I hope they kind of do something with him because he's a great actor. I mean, is he going to be like the Leo good... Getz in the Lethal Weapon world? If we say the show is like Lethal Weapon, is he going to be like the tag along buddy? Is like, ah, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. But um, um, can yeah. I be, can I give you my one issue with the show? It's sure. a very small issue. And I want someone to explain it to me. So, the opening of the second episode, uh, you open up on the new Captain America. He is, like, in a locker room prepping. You don't know what's going on. They're like, okay, we're going to go live. You're going to go out there. He comes out to this awesome, beautifully shot, uh, like, nighttime football game, full dance squad Da, da 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 You know, he runs out. He's high-fiving people. Everyone's doing great. He runs up on the stage, and there is the host of a, a famous TV show. He grabs the mic, and he's like, Good morning, America! And I'm like, wait, hold on. This is at night. Why yeah. is he doing a remote for Good Morning America at night? And why was it live? This I, doesn't I make any fucking sense like that I was like, also bothered me i didn't understand what the why they were doing that it was yes. like it was like I, I i guess my mind was it looks better at night but we want it to be like a national show and we feel like late night can't really do that why but, can't you say good evening 
Good Morning America. Or, yeah, or, or like, I don't know. Is it? I needed someone to say, I, "Hey, yes. we're pre-taping this because sure. of X, Y, and Z." I was I wa- so yeah, upset. I wonder about if that's it. us because, like, we're thinking of like, like, why would why are they producing it like this? Like, why are this they doing this at night? Like, it's this isn't live? why you. This isn't how you, uh, you would segment produce this this piece of this uh, show. This doesn't make any sense. Like, this would be a special like. Event primetime, yeah. a primetime like Give it wouldn't be Good Morning America. It yeah, would be don't like say Good Morning America when it's fucking dark out. People. It would basically be like sixty minutes or twenty yeah, twenty or minutes. something like that. You I know? mean, but the fact that I think they wanted to keep this energy of like it's live and we're going live on yeah. TV, but it doesn't look good at night. So they kind of, but you could you could also just say like a presidential <laughs> debate, like. Here we are for the first yeah. exclusive. You know, we do nighttime things. I mean, we have yeah. we nighttime debates are a thing. I was so like, I was really like getting angry about it because it really made no sense to me. Oh my god! I know it's That's so small, great. but I was like, I was like, what? Come on now! And then, then and then had a chip on my shoulder for the rest of the episode because I was like, well, they're clearly going to explain that at a certain point. They're going to say, hey, I saw that thing. I love that you were waiting for it and it never came. And I think I watched that episode with a bit of like a harsher eye because I was like, they never fucking explained it. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yes, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, Yeah, and I I'm enjoying like, it. Yeah, I like those characters and I think that it's fun Look, I think it's going to be like this, and then you're going to get Loki, which is going to be another big kind of fun, mystical thing right after this. It's like, I love that we can kind of just jump around like this. I do too, frankly. I'm enjoying, like, I'm enjoying the fact that the shows feel different from each other. Yeah. You know, that it doesn't, that, like, WandaVision had, like, this such a startling um, originality, like the the way in being all of those, you know, all those first episodes having like the TV formatting and all of that stuff was so cool and unique and interesting. Um, great. Now this is kind of procedural kind of... Um, I'm all into buddy cop. You know, like a, a buddy cop kind of adventure story. Great. I'm happy for that. Loki sounds like it's going to be a lot of like mysticism i know they're using a lot of of the various because loki has been different versions of loki in the comics Mm -hmm. so the my understanding is this show is going to have kid loki this show is going to have female loki this show is going to have all that stuff so that's cool right what's that you have a little four loki yeah four loki yep yeah yep (laughs) uh jason we have tone loki tone loki is going to be on there uh we we have we have we have uh eaten up a lot of time here i feel like and we've, we've barely covered everything we, 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 we've covered yeah, so much uh of nothing but um I, we, we why don't we just give one thing each for people to get on because uh, just for timing reasons uh you know here's not, what i'll say yeah I'm, I'm here's one that i'm gonna put out there that i think was just absolutely fantastic we talked about it on Twitch recently. If people want to go and look at the Twitch we did on your on your yeah. Twitch. Did I just say Twitch, Twitch too many yes, times? Yes, yeah, Twitch on my Anyway, Twitch. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, Maria Bamford put out a comedy special last year called mm-hmm. Weakness is the Brand. Um, it came out in 2020. It was filmed prior to the, uh, the pandemic, so it's live in a theater. And it is fantastic. It is absolutely terrific. She is incredible. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So I can't stress enough that people should watch that. And then I'm just going to throw out um, that people should be listening to 
the Yasmeen Williams record, uh, Urban Dr- Driftwood, mm. the new Cassandra Jenkins record, the new Julian Baker record, Little Oblivions. Um, and then a record just came out that is jazz saxophonist Pharaoh Sanders playing with um, the electronic music artist Floating Points. Ooh. And it is fucking incredible. It is fucking awesome. So that is, it's called Promises, and it's worth tracking down. Ferris Stan- Sanders, one of my favorite um, all-time uh, saxophone players. I All right, I love that. I'm going to give uh, one quick thing here, which is I, uh, actually two, two cool, fun movies uh, that I really, really love. The first one is this movie called uh, Block Island Sound. So Block Island Sound, Netflix film, it is a weird body horror film that hmm. scared me. It gave me the creeps. Wow. It's not like a, it's not violent. It's not bloody. It's just like, ooh, it, it's, I would say this, it's safe for people who don't want to be like grossed out, but it will scare you. Like if that okay. makes sense. So, you know, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. The, sure. you know it, it kind of gives you the feeling of hereditary without pushing you over the edge of hereditary. If that make if that I, I, I was creeped totally. out by it. I really liked it. Um, Ooh, the, that's great. Uh, the I other one that. that I love and I want to, I want to, Oh, there's two. I'm gonna give you three. All right. The other one is, uh, and I think people have maybe talked about this. Another round. Mads Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah. This movie yep. is great. It is. Uh, it's a foreign language film. Uh, I probably is nominated for an Oscar. If it isn't, it should have been. Uh, it basically is uh, a group of professors uh, at a like a high school. They decide that they are going to keep their blood alcohol at like 0.6 for their <laughs> entire day, and they'll stop drinking at eight o'clock. And how that starts to affect their life and it's it's dark and it's great yeah. and it's it's really really well done it's really it's, Ooh, it's, that's great yeah Mads Mikkelsen so good oh he's fucking phenomenal yeah and the final one I'll give is this movie that it I think I've been wanting to tell you this privately so I'm telling you this now publicly boss level boss oh, level yeah. on Hulu this is a fun speaking of Frank movie. Grillo Frank right Grillo, exactly yeah so Frank Grillo it is Groundhog Day meets Crank. I mean, on 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 a level like that, like that's yeah. kind of it. It's uh, it's fun. It's super violent. Uh, Joe Carnahan, who I really uh, think is doing some interesting stuff. Very low budget uh, for what this is trying to do, sure. but really, really fun. Figuring out why he it's it's. It's big, it's sloppy, it's like it's I don't know, it's just a really it's I just haven't seen anything like it and it it has like cool. it has that energy of crank where it's like, oh, this is like I'm having a great time. Mel Gibson does play the baddie in it too, uh, which is like an interesting uh thing. But there are great performances all around all around. Uh Ooh, all yeah, right. it's great. really, really fun. Uh and uh yeah, I it's I mean the like I, I love the Edge of Tomorrow, the, the Tom Cruise, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or the one that we repeat. Absolutely. But this yep. is like the fun version. It's like, it's less weight, more like people getting stabbed with swords and getting their, <laughs> getting their heads. <laughs> I like, love that. That sounds off, great. Right? It's on Hulu and you'll really like uh, it. I'm big uh, into swords. I've just been reading a comic called Headlopper, Andrew McClang. Ooh. Great. I also just read all of the Hellboy, uh, which I've read before, but I reread all the Hellboy um, stories. And then Headlopper is a perfect kind of 
thing to follow that. So uh, I love that. Well and by the way, it. I'll give you a compliment as well. You're great in uh, in Invincible, which is now on Amazon oh, Prime. Yeah. Kirkman, uh, who we both know, who's been on the show, uh, great fun. If you like that comic, you will love this show. Jason's fantastic in it. The the cast is unreal and uh almost don't i would say don't know anything about it just go watch it just it's an watch adult, it it's an adult cartoon uh an adult animated show i'm sorry uh yeah. and it's fucking great it's great and it's from his mind from the book that's already fantastic and uh, it's a blast it's so a blast. i can't thank you for saying that i can't recommend it enough i hope people find it and watch it because it's there's as of now th- i think three episodes up maybe yeah. four by now It'll be four it's, by now yeah it is great I love it. And it's it. going to get nuts. Uh, well, this has been great, Jason. We will reconvene for Quark Talk. We'll maybe do another one on Twitch uh, soon. And Sounds uh, good. I get, now I guess all that's left is we are going to talk about what we'll be watching next week. Oh, man, I'm excited about this one. Uh, the film is called January Man. And uh, January Man, uh, IMDb describes it as uh, two years after being forced out of the NYPD, uh, Nick is rehired. That's Nick. Uh, that is our, our lead actor. He is... Um, uh, Basically, uh, Kevin Klein. He's not basically, he is Kevin Klein. Uh, Nick is rehired by the mayor to catch a serial killer after the 11th murder of a woman. Take a listen to the trailer. A serial killer has New York City by the throat. 11 murders in 11 months. Every day it's another girl dead. It's getting so I don't want to get up in the morning. They need a tough cop. Shh. Listen. What? The wine. It's breathing. Does anybody know this guy? My name is Lieutenant Nick Starkey. The January Man. Murder, corruption, comedy. What a way to start the year. That's right. Uh, So we are leaving behind the Snyder Cut, and we're going from mother boxes to private dicks. Uh, I cannot wait for you to watch January Man. It is on Amazon Prime uh, right now or on Hulu. Uh, You can get it on iTunes or Vudu for $3.99, or you can check your local public libraries where you can find movies for free. And now it's time. We've already brought them back once before, but they're back again. They got new mics. Two minutes with the movie bitches. This week they're talking about Wild Mountain Time. Take a listen. Cheers. Welcome, Welcome to, to Movie, movie Bitches. Bitches. Tonight we're reviewing Wild Mountain Time. That was actually decent. It was just as good as their accent. The first lines of dialogue that we hear are from an Irish Christopher Walken that says, Welcome to Ireland. I'm dead. Welcome to Ireland. My name's Tony Riley. I'm dead. I mean, everyone's accents, but his was truly the worst because he's just, yes. he's Christopher Walken. So it would just be like, I me lucky charms. I am ghost. He's like James Mason. He's just always going to sound like James Mason. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or like Sean Connery. He's always going to be yeah. Scottish. I cannot recommend this movie. It is bad and boring and not good, but it also has one of the most baffling endings of a movie I've ever seen up there with Sleepaway Camp. And even me telling you there's something insane, you will never guess what it is. Nope. Do I think that if you are spoiled by the movie that you should watch it? That's an absolute no. The only reason to watch it is to be surprised by the end. So if you're all intrigued, do not spoil yourself, watch it. Okay, so here's the basic plot. And this is what I found to be also very confusing. On IMDb, The plot is described as two star-crossed lovers fall in love amidst a family land dispute. 
That is not the movie that I watched. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers? That means that fate has intervened in some way. Fate did not intervene at all. They were both shy, broken people who couldn't seem to get together. That's not star-crossed. I can't recommend it, but also I want everyone to see it. Because and you can't just watch the end. You have to be... <laughs> bored and confused for an hour and 20 minutes before your world is turned upside down and your head explodes from this reveal and then you'll be mad because it doesn't make sense or have any satisfactory oh my gosh don't forget to follow movie bitches on youtube and on twitter at movie bitches people thank you so much thank you to cody fisher our producer devin bryant our engineer uh and molly reynolds for culling through and pulling all these great things about the Snyder Cut. A big shout out to July Diaz, MVP of the team. I always say that. Remember to rate and review the show. It helps us follow us on social. You can just do it very simply. And uh, people, we will see you next week. Get on the Discord. Continue the conversations. My Discord or How Did This Get Made Discord. And if you want to hear all of our archives commercial free, go to Stitcher Premium right now and get one month free trial using the code BONKERS. That's B-O-N-K-E-R-S. We will see you next week for the January Man. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.